it's podcast time. All right, check it out. <sighs> Welcome to yet another episode of another day in the life of your boy, Lil Peep. I never heard his music, dude, but that's a ridiculous thing to call yourself. Never call yourself Little Peep. Um, rapper names don't mean anything anymore, huh? How do I turn this up? There we go. Papoose, dude. Papoose meant something. Kind of reminds me of the episode Papoose Goose. Where I had to stop the butcher from witching, dude. And you remember that. You remember. You remember that episode. And if you don't remember the episode, don't uh, go back and listen to it. Because it honestly might be really bad. So just stay with me in the moment. Do you know what I mean? Just be here now. Ram Dass, baby. Um, that's not Ram Dass. Uh, it might be. But the episode might have sucked, so don't, don't listen. If we're being totally real, it probably did suck. Uh, but here's the thing. Sometimes I'm, sometimes, all right, here's what I want to talk about. I discovered this new thing called pink noise, which immediately when I saw, I was like, this is probably bullshit, right? Pink noise is bullshit just like the fact that our street cleaner is just a guy with a rake and a bag, dude, is also bullshit. And that's no kidding. Our street cleaner is a guy with a rake and a bag. He's just a guy in jeans. So why are we getting parking tickets? Why are we getting parking tickets? When Enrique, with the rake in a bag, could just kind of shimmy around the car a little bit that you forgot to move. And it's not even really that dirty, so there's not a lot to sweep up, if anything. So why an $85 parking ticket then, just for Enrique? Which can shimmy better, a, 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 a trash truck or Enrique? Obviously, a trash truck. That's why the city of Tarzana went with Enrique. Is this making any sense? I don't know. Probably not. Just like our street cleaner is just a guy named Enrique with a rake in a bag, so is pink noise. Is bullshit. We got there. I didn't, I thought for a moment we lost where we were going, but we got it. The thesis statement, pink noise is rubbish. Even more rubbish than brown versus white noise. But here's why it's rubbish. Because when you put on, when you put on a different white or brown noise, you can kind of sometimes tell the difference between, this is a subtle difference, but you could tell the differences between different whites and different browns. It's not racial. Don't look into it. I tried the pink noises. Every single pink noise is the same noise. Even more so than the, than the, than the white and the brown. And here's the thing about that, right? Well, how many different pink noises are there? Because if it's six, then why are you making a podcast about it? Why even bring it up? I'm not going to count, but I did just check. And it's too many pink noises for them to all be the same thing. There's eight hours and 47 minutes of identical pink noises on Spotify. And that's too many. It would be less bullshit if it was 30 to 11 hours long. The pink noises but they're not each keep messing with my hair each pink noise is three minutes long so why are there eight hours and 47 minutes of the same song 
pink noise. There are like 47 pages of fucking pink noises on Spotify, dude. And it's not... (laughs) It's not because each one has a different, like, artwork and a different artist name. Like, it's a different guy. When it's the same thing. It's all the same. Like, imagine, dude, imagine making pink noises on your free time, you know? Like, in between Starbucks shifts or whatever. Do you think different... Do you think different DJs of like pink noises or like producers or whatever recognize certain pink noise artists? Like, oh, oh, yo, 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 this guy, this guy is pink, pink anther. This joint is hot, dude. Wait for the pink to drop. Every single pink noise producer lives in LA and I dare you to find anyone who makes pink noise and doesn't live in Los Angeles. I'll send you a Papoose Goose shirt, dude. If you find me a guy who makes pink noise and doesn't and lives in, you know, Wisconsin. Anyway, dude, I'm off the pink noise shit. Um, what's up? Nothing much on this end, dude. Just got a concussion, and I can tell you that for a fact. Another concussion. I'll get to that in a second. But I lost I lost about six weeks of my life the other day. And that's a true that's a true thing. I just got back from a trip to Big Bear right with my girlfriend who used to be much worse at snowboarding and that's the truth as well you remember dude we 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 tell the truth in this podcast and she used to be way worse and now she's much better girl can keep up (laughs) dude we were watching pulp fiction sip sip and there's a scene there's that scene where bruce willis is like sitting on zed's motorcycle And he's trying to get his girl to hurry up, right? So that they can get out of Dodge, dude. Remember? He's trying to get her to hurry up and get on the dead Zed motorcycle. Never do that, by the way. Never, even if there's a guy named Marcel and he's fucking huge, even if he says to you, hey, Bruce, I need you to leave town because you just saw what you just saw and I'm going to kill you if I ever see you in town again. Even if that's the case, let your girl, you know, you pull up to the motel, let your girl pack all her shit, all of her 18 bags, even if they're not going to fit on the motorcycle, let her pack it because it'll make her feel better that it's packed. And then she had to leave anyway. I think that's what I would have done if I was Quentin Tarantino. All right, go ahead and, but then we got to leave. If you haven't seen Pulp Fiction, dude, that's. That's what Bruce Willis is trying to do. The whole movie. (laughs) The whole movie is just trying to get this girl to fucking get her, get downstairs to get on this motorcycle. But he just had the weirdest day of his life, dude. So he's like, I'm on, I'm on dead Zed's motorcycle, dude. We got to get out of Dodge because Marcel. I don't want to get into what I just saw with him because it's not about, it's not between me and you. It's about me and him and then the other guy. And she starts to cry, dude, the, the girl who's, who he's with. And I go, and I turn to Rachel. I was like, hey, that's you. Because she'll cry over anything. And, uh, <laughs> and, she goes, and she goes, well, he's not being nice. And I'm like, yeah, dude, but he's got to get out of Dodge. Marcel just told him he's got to get out of Dodge. I'm going to step saying Dodge. She didn't, she didn't see my point, but I, I just hope that if, if ever I pull up to a motorcycle on a dead guy's motorcycle, 
and I need her on the motorcycle right now. I just hope that she'll remember Pulp Fiction and know that it's important that we leave now. And that's all I want to say about that, about Pulp Fiction. But I did do, I, this is the reason why that came up. I did do the same thing where I was like, oh, hey, that's you to Rachel because I saw something that reminded me of her. Because what happened was I went down one of the slopes. We were at Big Bear. I went down one of the slopes snowboarding and because um, <clears throat> uh, she was resting. And so I needed, I, I wanted to go because like, your boy's got to shred. So I went down and I found, and I saw a couple, and a guy was being really impatient with his girlfriend because she kept fucking falling down. Because snowboarding is difficult if you're just getting started, right? And you're not me. She's having a hard time, and he's just not having it. And he starts, like, kind of, like, yelling at her. And I was like, Jesus, you know, I, I hope... Just, like, give her a second, dude. Give her one, give her a fucking day to figure it out because it hurts when you suck at snowboarding. It hurts a lot. Could you give her a second to like learn how to do something that hurts a lot? That hurts your ass like really bad the first day that you try it? And it kind of got me mad. I was like, dude, you know there's only one Sean White, right? And you know that Sean White's a dude and your girl's a girl. A plus B equals C. Your girl's not Sean White. So I was up with the lift, up at the lift with Rachel after that, and I was telling her about this guy who was just like yelling at his girlfriend because he's not Sean White. And I told her, I was like, I really hope I was more patient with you when I was teaching you how to snowboard. I hope I didn't get mad at you because you're not on the color of fucking Sports Illustrated. I hope I was a little more patient. Because it's your first time, and I love you. And I hope I was patient. And <laughs> and Rachel just kind of stares off into the distance, and she goes, Well. And that's all I needed to hear. But then I realized, like, if she saw the guy that was basically beating the shit out of this girl for not being Sean White, she would have been like, Oh, yeah, you were not that bad. So anyway, we went to Big Bear. And um, that's really all I wanted to say. I wanted to say that. And, dude, you got to be careful on lift number six. Because lift number six, if you have balls, will hurt your balls. A lot. Every time. It's got a... It's got this function on it, right, where it just it hits this part and then it bounces up and down in such a way, right, that if you have balls, you're going to wish you didn't. My neck still hurts. I actually wish that I I said it out loud. I was like, I was writing up and I was like, uh, I looked to no one around me and I was like, I wish I didn't have balls. I said, Hasadiga Ibawai. Wish I didn't have balls. Slip that Book of Mormon 
reference in there, dude, and most of you didn't even catch it, to be sure, and don't worry about it, but your homework right now, for sure, is to go and uh, watch more musicals, dude. Watch more musicals. Stop watching the Spam Makes podcast. I mean, keep watching if you've already seen it, which is few of you, because <clears throat> there's already few of you listening. Go watch Book of Mormon. And actually, don't even watch it. Just listen to Hasadiki Ibowai. And that's what it is. That's the whole Book of Mormon. But anyway, you're, dude, dude, your boy's a snowboarder now. And honestly, I'm very good. And it started snowing at the end of our trip there. And Rachel had to go to rehearsal because she just got another lead part. And I'm going to talk about it later. But I'm very proud and I'm excited to see her on stage again. Even though she's going to have to make out with another guy in front of me like eight times because I'm going to see everything. But... um. If she didn't have to leave for rehearsal, I really think that if if we had six more weeks there, I could I could be training. And honestly, I would get into Olympic qualifiers or whatever they're called, playoffs. <laughs> Snowboarding playoffs. I don't really do the tricks and stuff. You know, like you see people doing tricks. And I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. I'm not going to need to do tricks because I jump higher than honestly fucking anyone. I jump higher than anyone than anyone could even possibly imagine. And that's true. That's probably a good segue for the concussion thing, actually. So here's the first thing. All right. When you've had a concussion, uh, and I've had a lot. When you've had a concussion and you get another concussion, you know, you're like, oh, that's another one. Here's what happened. I got the concussion. Rachel wrote up to me and I was like, huh, I got a concussion. And she goes, a concussion? How do you know? Are you sure? She said, are you sure? And I was like, silly girl. <laughs> it's, a, it's a distinct sensation, you know? I've had a lot. And then I kept snorting back down and it was like two minutes and I fell four times, dude. So that was another thing. I was like, yeah, definitely concussion because I never fall. Anyway, what, what was happening was I was hitting them jumps like a natural, right? And I was doing really well. Okay. Solid approaches, super big air and tubular landings, honestly. Okay, just like mama make it. So I'm hitting these jumps all weekend and I'm going like, dude, I've been approaching these jumps and I think to myself, yeah, you know, I've been hitting these jumps all weekend. I've been getting real big air and tubular landings. So I'm thinking this on the way down and so I was like, I'm going to jump this jump and I'm going to see if I can touch that cloud up there. So I lock onto this jump and the consequences don't even occur to me at this point, right? Because I know I'm going to stick the landing because that's what I've been doing, right? Pattern recognition. I'm going to stick the landing because I've been sticking the landing. I don't worry if someone's on the other side of the jump, right? Honestly, because I'm going right over them is what's going to happen. I approach this jump with that level of confidence. 
So I'm on, I'm, I'm coming up on the ramp, right? And I release all inhibitions, just like the song. And I go inward to access maximum potential. And when I say I, I should have been a professional snowboarder, dude, I'm being facetious, but I'm also sharing a truth. I hit this jump, and I not only believe I can fly, I'm in the air so long that I have the time to say out loud, I know I can fly. And the view from up here is bootylicious. And that's not all I say, dude. I'm still, ex I'm still going up. I'm still climbing in altitude. So I say all of that, and I'm still upward. Altitude is a snowboarding term, if you didn't know. I'm still getting higher, right? And I go, I think this might have been a bad idea. The only way this isn't a bad idea is if, is if I actually go into outer space and never come down. Because this is going to hurt if I fall. I've never seen the curvature of the earth, and I can see it right now. That's how high I am. Plain as day, dude. I can see the curvature from the earth. And I said, look down there. There's that cloud that I was aiming for. It's right down there. And then I landed on my head. And I woke up, I gained consciousness to this song. It's called Sacrilege by the Yeah Yeah Yeahs. Now, if you don't know, they make a, a nifty little appearance with that song in the best television franchise on the planet. The Vampire Diaries. Slash the originals. The song actually appears in originals, but to paint the picture, that's where it is, right? Anyway, now, whenever I hear this song, I honestly feel like I, I could become a vampire. Like if I had a day, a good day, and I'm like dressed pretty sick, and I got my sunglasses on, and this song comes on, dude, the yeah, yeah, yeahs, I go, yeah, dude, I could become a vampire. If anyone could, be, could become a vampire, dude, right? I can't explain the rationale. I know it's kind of self-important and narcissistic and honestly delusional, but fast forward to when I gain consciousness to this song. I wake up. The song is playing. It's at the very beginning, right? And I go, well, I was just flying through the air much like a vampire would. Maybe I'm a vampire now. And I don't I don't know if you think that I'm joking because I'm doing a podcast and I've been and you've been taught through movies and television and fucking Stephanie Meyer, etc. if you suck, um, that you've been taught that to become a vampire, you have to be bitten by a vampire and then a couple other things depending on where you get your information, 
right? You got to like suck the blood or you got to die and then suck the blood. You got to kill a vampire. You got to fuck one, right? It doesn't matter. What I'm telling you though, depending on where you get for information, it could be a little different. I'm telling you for sure. I'll let you know right now, dude. You can also become a vampire through concussions sustained by snowboarding accidents and then followed by sacrilege by the yeah, yeah, yes. Is what I'm saying. And I'm being real. And I thought about this too, dude. I could honestly still be flying. I could still be on my snowboard accelerating and gaining. At this point, I'm in space, honestly. But still gaining altitude. What even is altitude in space? I'm going to stop bringing outer space into this. What I'm saying is I could have constructed a reality in which I'm like, F I'm in space. This is pretty scary. So I'm using this current reality as a coping mechanism to kind of get my head wrapped around the fact that I'm a vampire now in space. Now, if I'm being real, right, and we always want to keep it real at this Famine Productions, if I'm being real, I could admit that I got a little overzealous on the jump, to be sure, because I only snowboard like seven times a year. I could have also jumped a little higher than I needed to. But also... I could have, because I took the chance, because I took the chance on myself, could have become a vampire. And then don't even think about the yeah, yeah, yeahs. Don't even worry about it, right? It's not like the yeah, yeah, yeahs have like a magical power, but... It was the it was the sacrilege by the yeah yeah yeahs that was playing when I woke up that that made me go. I could be. And all I've ever really wanted, and if I think about it, is I don't want to be I don't want to do anything. I just want to be a vampire. And I think that sometimes you get you what you, you get what you want. Just because you want it that bad. Here's the one thing, dude. If there's any evidence to show that I'm not a vampire, it's that my knees um, have only gotten worse. And you've never heard about a vampire who has worse knees than they did before they were a vampire. So I'm willing to concede that it's a possibility that I'm not and that I'm not in space and still accelerating and gaining speed or that's the same thing. So maybe I'm not a vampire, but I'm telling you I am. And what I'm extra telling you 
is prove that I'm not. Prove that, prove that I'm not a vampire. Prove, first of all, that vampires don't exist. Good luck. And then prove that I am not one of them. It's crazy. You know the weirdest thing about being a vampire? Um, among the abilities that you have, mostly compulsion. Because honestly, dude... That's all I would be doing if I was like a if I was like a vampire diary flavor vampire, all I would do is compulsion. Not weird stuff, but I would probably forever just make people give me their money. And like climb walls and stuff. I don't think I would feed on people. I think that's gross. I think I would be the vampire that's like, yeah, squirrels. I think squirrels. Because I get plenty out of, I get plenty happiness and whatever, satiation. Just making people give me their money. And like, hey, I'm a vampire. Give me your car. I'll give it back maybe. But I can also compel you to not. Remember. Anyway, dude, fuck the vampire stuff. Okay. What I'm telling you is that vampires exist. And honestly, I'm one of them. God, dude, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been overeating a lot. I wasn't even going to say that. I was going to say something completely different, but that is a fact. You can't really tell because I'm in this great big. And also you can't really tell because I don't get big at all. And that's really cool. So maybe I'll have already a vampire. Maybe I've been a vampire, dude, is what I'm saying. I guess here's something. So when we went to Big Bear, Rachel's aunt and uncle have a, a cabin. But there's a couple of things that's just, like, kind of tedious, and you have to, like, remember to do them, and then remember to do them when you leave. Otherwise, shit breaks, and, like, the house burns down, and, like, but... The water heater, I couldn't get to work. And this is the first time I hadn't been able to get it to work the entire time we're there. This time, I never got it on. So I just took cold showers, baby. And, like, I usually take cold showers or I, like, alternate it cold to hot. But there's there's something to what they're saying about the freezing cold fucking, oh, my God, I think I might die here showers. Because when I got out, dude, I mean, honestly, that's when that's that could be when I turned into a vampire. 
I think when you when you just make yourself so fucking uncomfortable and you're like, I don't I don't know if I'll get out of this. And then you get out of it and you're like, holy shit, I got out of it. I think vampires are real. So that's nothing. I don't I don't know if you got anything from that. And honestly, I probably won't post this, but uh mo mostly because I don't feel like this I don't I don't like this backdrop. Winnie came over uh that doesn't matter when, I don't remember, but she said she looked at my backdrop and I was like, "Hey, how do you what do you think?" And she goes, "It's pretty campy." And I sat with that for a second. And I was like, yeah, it is pretty campy. I guess maybe I can't be Winnie's friend anymore. Because there are way more of these things than you can see. And I'm, And I realized, too, that it doesn't even... I don't need these. Especially when it's just me. But I don't need them... Dude, I'm getting into technical shit, and it really doesn't matter. But I figured a way around it, and, uh... Oh, I haven't talked about this yet, actually. I think I brought it up in a prior episode that I might not have even posted, because I don't, I don't know where I am creatively, dude. I'm trying to... I'm having a real fucking identity crisis, but... My brother's getting married. That's nuts. My little bro. My little brother's tying the knot, dude. In OKC, him and his, his fiance, I guess. They're both in the service, both in the Air Force. Oorah, that's not what they say. But they're both getting married. Dude, and they asked me to officiate. So we're going to make a whole podcast out about it, about it, out of it, out of it and about it. Like I said, I'm not posting this, um, but I'm really excited for that, man. It's pretty cool. My mom was like, you know, I hope you don't make, I hope you don't let this like hurt, feel like you need to hurry. And I was like, <laughs> silly woman. Just kidding. I didn't say that. It does make me feel like I'm in no rush to get married or have a kid, but I do feel a little bit more of a rush to have a kid. I'm not gonna, right? I don't like, I don't really feel a rush, but I just feel like mathematically, dude, you can get married honestly whenever the fuck you want. It doesn't matter how old you are. Well, that's not true. You could get married. At a certain age, but not. <laughs> you could get. All right. You can get married whenever the fuck. I don't really give a shit. Right. But. Like you can't get married at seven, but you could get married at 100. But you, what you can't do at 100 is have a kid. Is what I'm saying. And. I mean, yeah, I want to have a kid. Like, I want to do that. I'm pretty. Yeah, yeah, I do. 
But you just do the math, right? And I'm like, dude, if I had a kid now, like this moment, in 20 years, he'll be 20. And I'll be dead. Because I keep hitting my head. And I don't... Um, it's going to catch up. I don't think... Like, there are comedians and stuff that got head injuries. And the theory... A theory is that, like, it made them what they were. And I feel like I hit my head and I'm just like... I kind of just feel um, stupid. It makes me a little more creative because I can kind of like jump off the hinges and like, oh, I found other hinges. I got knocked off these tracks and I just did a kickflip, dude. And I landed 5-0 on another set of tracks. And then those tracks only go for like three or four seconds. And then I do a tray flip onto another pair of tracks. And I'm like, ah, fuck. I don't even think these tracks are really tracks. I think I'm in the sand right now. And that's what it feels like kind of talking and then not really knowing what you're talking about. Like even right now, I'm looking at my reflection in this camera and I'm like, even I'm looking at myself and I'm going like, I, I, where are you going? What I'm saying is my upstairs neighbors are the loudest people that have maybe ever existed. Outside of Adolf Hitler and um, the short guy that discovered all the shit. Marco Polo, which I only know his name because of this the swimming pool game, honestly. I can't tell you even what he did. I remember... I'm not even gonna. I think that maybe that's the problem too, dude, is like, I just got to read about Marco Polo. Because sometimes you read some stuff and you're like, oh shit, that's cool. I'm gonna remember that forever now. Like one time, dude, I read that giraffe hooves are about the size of dinner plates. And I was like, that's locked in. That's That's locked in. As clear as I know my name and the date, and I remember my little brother who's now getting married, I remember when he was an infant or a baby, and his dimples. I was like, Jesus Christ, those are great big old dimples. And even though, and even then I was like, damn, that's sexy. As well as I remember that, I remembered knowing that I was going to remember giraffe hooves are roughly the size of dinner plates. Because certain things stick with you, dude. And my brother's getting married. Fuck. What if he has a kid? What if they have a kid? Like soon. I mean, it can only be so soon, right? But. Everything's changing. My buddy Lyle, one of my best my best friend, dude, he's having a, a kid, his first. My buddy's my buddy Quinn, my other best friend, he's having a, a another baby. <laughs> another, he's having a fucking baby. <laughs> he's having his second kid, and they're gonna honestly, dude. They might have the same kid. They might have the same kid. That's how close 
their due dates are. Everyone's making stuff. I just want to craft a five minute open mic set that, you know, does well most of the time. And I want to get a sound guy. My mom called me up about the nicotine because uh, she heard it on Brett Davenport's episode. And she was like, are you really? And I was like, yeah, you know. But I'm doing it less, so don't worry about it, Mom. I mean, I know you're going to worry about it because you love me and I'm your son and you love me more than anything. Even Daniel, who has better better uh, facial structure. Um, but I'm fine. And the mood stabilizers are helping. I think, I think that's one thing, dude, is like I treated nicotine as a mood stabilizer without – I knew it. I knew it. People say they do it subconsciously, but it's not subconscious. Like, they know that they're doing it, and they know that it it's poison. But I think that's what I was doing. I know that's what I was doing. See, I was just saying that. Here's something about hitting your head a lot of times is that you say something, and then you say it again, and you forgot that you said it. And uh, <sighs> I lose my, track of my train of thought a lot, which isn't a good thing, I think for stand-ups or for this or for anything no one's no one's ever been at a job and gone like hey listen man you lay, you 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 lose your train of thought a lot so i think we're going to give you promotion i think we're going to give you the company actually this guy can't complete a thought or a sentence so let's give him everything. My neck still hurts. Dude, Rachel's mom was telling me about how there was a woman who was like married to an actor or something, or she was an actor. I don't know. But she hit her head snowboarding, no helmet. Um, she got a concussion and then she died like two days later. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that because I stopped studying concussions because I stopped playing football. And those are, that's where you get them. If you're looking for concussions, dude, it's football. So I was like, oh, it wasn't even two days ago. I could still die. Now it's been two days. I don't think anyone dies three days in. But I also don't look it up. And it's also too, like, one time it's too late. And I, the reason I know this is because uh, when I was still living in T.O., I woke up one morning and it wasn't even it wasn't even morning it was like 1 p.m. i woke up facing the ceiling and it i wasn't even in my room i, I and i had a toothbrush in my mouth and i woke up and i was like what the fuck am i doing here and i tried to remember i was like did i fall asleep like did i wake up and then start brushing my teeth and then lay down on the ground And I was like, no, because that would be ridiculous. And for the life of me, I couldn't figure it out. But I did feel, dude, there's this thing. That's why I laughed when Rachel asked, like, do you, well, how do you know? 
you got a concussion. You just feel like you, it's this sensation, just like when you taste something that you haven't tasted in a long time, you're like, that's what that is. It's like this, it's like this, I can't really describe it, but you can feel how it tastes. This thing that you're trying to, or you smell something or you hear something and you're like, whoa, that was, I haven't felt that in a really long time. I woke up and I'm facing the ceiling and it's 1 p.m. and I got a toothbrush in my mouth, no toothpaste. So I was like, did I, what happened? So it's that like kind of confusion and honestly, memory loss. And and a tightness in your neck, which means you fucking hit your head. And so I try not to get like too upset about it. Cause I'm like, what am I going to unhit my head? No, I'm not. Um, so you just, you just roll with the punches, dude. You just roll with the punches and you keep hitting your head and you just keep living your life. And one day you're dead. <laughs> the water keeps going out um see you just gotta you gotta find the silver linings dude the water went out and brant couldn't do his dishes before he went out to shoot this feature that he's working on super excited about that by the way but he he started he wanted to do the dishes and then the the water didn't work and it's like Dude, of course. Of course, I just ate and I just did my dishes. And moments later, you start to do your dishes. Water doesn't work. And of course, you're leaving for 12 hours. And who's going to do the dishes? So then he leaves. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess it's time for the Spam and Eggs podcast. And then so I go over to brush my teeth. And... Uh, and then the water's working. And and I took a poop. Water didn't work. Walked over to the sink and I was like, well, hand sanitizer time. That's the best I can do. And then I flipped the thing. As soon as I needed it, there it was. So I don't know if really good water luck is on the list of like vampire powers, but it is now. It is now. Well, dude, this is the full episode or the if you want to if you want to check out the full episode of the Spam and Eggs podcast on our YouTube um, or no if you want to how do people say it if you want to check out the full episode no Th that's all that's all that's the whole episode for the YouTube if you want to check the full unedited uncut and raw uh, episode check out our Patreon And by our Patreon, I mean my Patreon. And I don't have a Patreon because uh, I don't have a guy for that because I don't have a sound guy yet. And that comes first. Um, so that's the whole episode, in fact. And 
you know what, man? Maybe I will post this one. I don't feel that awesome about it, but I never feel that awesome about anything. And I'm going to take a page out of my brother Daniel's book because he told me I just got to post it. Just got to keep throwing shit at the wall. And hey, man, I'm, I'm going to post this. I might not, but I will. Maybe I won't, but I probably, uh, I probably won't. But if I do, then I did. And then you can watch it. And if you're watching it, then for sure you know that I posted it. And if you're not, dude, then, <laughs> no one make it doesn't make a difference, so I win anyway. That's what I'm talking about, dude, silver linings. All right. Uh, check out our Patreon. I don't have one. Uh, subscribe to the Spam and Eggs podcast on Instagram and maybe YouTube. I don't know. I don't have one yet. And if you found one, then th then then I do, but now I don't. I'm going to stop explaining time to you. I've been dating vampire extraordinaire, snowboarding extraordinaire, ordained minister in the state of Oklahoma, proud brother of to two of two, um, open micer, and guy who hits his head too much. Thank you for listening. Um, roll credits.